You're listening to Let's Talk Cuyahoga, a podcast that explores county initiatives and pulls back the curtain to reveal the work and the people who are driving Cuyahoga County forward. I'm Dawn Calavini from the Department of Communications, and in this special episode, I'm speaking with Cuyahoga County Chief of Staff Eric Wobser about the first 100 days of the new administration, their goals, and some of the challenges ahead. This conversation was recorded for In the Know, a podcast by and for Cuyahoga County employees. Welcome. Hi, Dawn. Thanks so much for having me on today. Chief of Staff is a really broad term, and I'm sure it means different things uh, to different offices, but I'd like you to tell me your definition of Chief of Staff in your current role. Well, I'm very fortunate to work for a county executive like Chris Ronane because, uh, you know, Chris comes in with a very strong vision, and he's well-known in the community and at the county. And so being a Chief of Staff for Chris is unique because of, of you know, his own uh, unique attributes. And so I really look at Chris sets a big vision and it is the role of the chief of staff to help him execute that vision within the administration. And, you know, that really in our first 100 days was a strong focus on evaluating and building the team. Uh, in addition to that, it's saying, okay, these are his stated priorities uh, that he has for Cuyahoga County. How can I help him achieve those goals on a day-to-day basis? Uh, and, and Chris is someone that because he is so visible in the community, he is out in the community a lot. And I view it's really my role as chief of staff to often sit back at the office and and be a steady presence so that we can begin to make sure that uh, the organization has what it needs on a day-to-day basis to operate as Chris is out there, you know, really selling that vision in Cuyahoga County. And as you said, we've just passed the 100-day mark. Um, Coming into the office, did you have a vision of, of what you were hoping uh, would have happened by this point, and and how have how has the reality met your expectations? I think we've been very busy, and I think a big part of what we were doing, and and what's exciting is that we have learned that there are a lot of great people already working at Cuyahoga County who were in the middle of a lot of really important work, and so I think it's just been uh, kind of analyzing, assessing where we're at, building on and supporting those folks who are doing good work in the county, but also beginning that process of integrating Chris's vision. Uh, And, you know, he's talked a lot about justice. He's talked a lot about human services. He also believes that Cuyahoga County uh, needs to look at becoming a freshwater capital. So it's sort of finding the organization where it's at, but then also saying, okay, what are the things that we can add to that or layer on so that the county can also be innovative while it continues to provide great services. And I think we've had a great start. I think we have found a lot of great people here, and we've added some great people to the team, and the best is yet to come. Yeah, when you hear chief of staff, it's it's staff, and some changes have been made to uh, sort of align with um, Chris's priorities. Can you talk about some of the the new roles that are in the in the cabinet? Sure. Uh, one of them is we've added a chief operating officer, and that was filled by Katie Gallagher, who was the mayor of Brooklyn before joining. And Katie has a lot of experience in public administration and some experience previous to coming back to the county with Cuyahoga County. And she's really hit the ground running and is helping uh, create stronger operational systems for the county on a day-to-day basis. And that's been great because uh, it has allowed myself and Chris to really focus, in addition to those areas, on talking to our external partners and understanding how the county's been working for them. So I think that's one important role. Uh, Chris, I think you're also going to see has a strong focus. Historically, he is a planner, and so he has a vision for where the county's going. 
And I think you'll see increasing resources go into the development function of the county mm-hmm. uh, as we look to really build out that freshwater capital. Uh, things that I believe you'll also see in the future is Chris has had a very strong focus on the Healthy Cuyahoga Initiative and how do we create a healthier Cuyahoga for all of our residents from those who are coming into direct contact with the human service delivery of the county. But in addition to that, how do we tackle things like the sh- social determinants of health and disparities in health where we're a community that has... Uh, some of the best performing healthcare institutions in the world, but also some of the the uh, worst outcomes for residents of need within the county. And I think Chris is going to be very focused as he builds out the team and deploys resources. Is how do we close that gap? You know, very similarly, we sit on the greatest body of fresh water in the world, but people have often referred to Cleveland as the place where the river burned or the mistake on the lake. We need to really turn that into an asset. So historically, what should be our biggest advantages haven't always been. And I think Chris has a really strong vision of how the county can play a role in making sure that those assets are delivering for the community and for everyone in Cuyahoga County. He's really a cheerleader yep. for Cleveland, and, and you have to be in your role as well. Yep. Have you ever been a chief of, of staff before? No, I've been a city manager. I've been an executive director. And during my time actually in the city of Cleveland mayor's office, I was a project manager to the chief of staff there. So I've observed the role get done quite a bit, and I've played an executive level role in civically related functions before, but this is the first time I've actually been a chief of staff. And it is a unique uh, a distinction between some of the roles I played in the past, but I think there's a lot that I can build on from those areas sure. to do this for Chris and, and for the county. And even going back to college, you went to college in Ohio, but yep. you also went to college in Michigan. A very so. dichotomous <laughs> life that I've led. Um, a graduate, that worked yep, out. Ohio University for undergrad, which I loved. I'm a proud Bobcat, but then ended mm-hmm. up after spending a year in Cleveland, uh, where I did a program, City Year Cleveland, which is an AmeriCorps program, headed off to Ann Arbor for law school at the University of Michigan. But uh, Cleveland and Northern Ohio really got in my blood during that time between undergrad and law school. So I'm very excited to be getting back to this area. And and while I do root for Michigan on the football field, I'm a very proud Ohioan and have spent uh, almost my entire life here. A bold admission. A bold admission. All right. And you're a family man, um, so you bring that to the office as well. If there's anything that you can share about your family with us. I don't want to pry, but I'd love to know a little bit. I've got two very fast-growing boys, Perry and Hayes, who are in uh, fifth and second grade, uh, and they're very excited about spending more time in Cleveland, and and we really look forward to that. And my wife, Jen, is a high school English teacher, uh, and we are surrounded. Most of our family is in the northern Ohio area, some in greater Cleveland, uh, many in the Sandusky and Huron areas. And so while we're coming a little bit uh, closer this way to Cuyahoga County, we're still a very quick trip back home. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's they're excited by the new opportunity as well. So you don't get to spend as much family time. There's a little bit more time on the road, I'm sure, than you'd like. For now, but we're mm-hmm. looking to close that distance very soon. And so just kind of getting through the school year. But uh, yeah, they're, we've been spending more time in Cleveland already. And I think you'll see that increase in the, the months ahead. That's great. Do they call you chief? No, no, no. They, they call me a lot of things, but chief is not one of them. So. Um, I guess, you know, knowing, you know, what you did um, in, in your studies and it just seems like public service has been this path for a long time. What do you think has drawn you to that? Because it's not for everyone. Well, I, I grew up in Sandusky and for someone growing up in Sandusky, Uh, Cleveland is sort of this big city. And I think somewhere along the way, probably in undergrad, but then particularly during that year I spent in Cleveland uh, between undergrad and law school, I just really fell in love with places like Cleveland and Sandusky, these sort of historically 
great places with this amazing history, but through economic transition and a lot of things, some of which were out of our control, had fallen on harder times. And, and I just became passionate about uh, how do we save these special places and how do we provide better outcomes for the people who grow up in them. And, and I've been so fortunate because I don't really know that I knew that that was a career or a vocation, but I knew that it's what I was drawn to. And so I just kept meeting people and looking at opportunities to be a part of that. And ultimately, that's what led me to this position today. So it's really the place. Yep, exactly. It's about the place. And I love the word vocation, too. Yeah. I think that's so important for the people who are drawn to public service. Um can you tell me a little bit more, uh, because you've talked about Chris and, and his vision and um, your work and the service of that. In general, what's your relationship like? How long have you known each other? And um, what's the, the work dynamic? Yeah, I've, I've known Chris uh, for around 20 years, which seems hard to believe that, that uh, I've been doing this for that long, but, but it's true. Uh, I was someone that was coming into Cleveland uh, just out of law school to go to work in the mayor's office, I think actually first in a fellowship that I did with the Cleveland Foundation. And Chris at that time was towards the end of his term in Mayor Campbell's office and the mayor's office. He was both the planning director, then chief development officer and chief of staff. And so my first years of knowing Chris were somebody uh, that he looked up to. And I remember one of the first times that I actually sat down with him uh, was the opening night of the beer market, which was opening in Ohio City on West 25th Street at that time. Yeah. And it was when it had been announced that he was going to be leaving the mayor's office and heading to become president of University Circle. And he showed up at that opening, and I was sitting there with a few of my friends, who I think were also maybe Cleveland executive fellows. Mm-hmm. And he sat down with us for an hour uh, and just talked about the city, talked about how excited he was for his new role in University Circle. But he's someone, I, and, and as I've gotten to know Chris over the 17, 18 years since that time, so many people have a story like that with Chris where they ran into him somewhere and he sat down with them and showed a genuine interest in them or what they did or that they reached out to him for a cup of coffee and he did it. And I think that's somebody with Chris. He talks a lot about people that mentored him in life, whether that's Norman Krumholtz or former Mayor Jane Campbell and many others. But he also has been a great mentor to others. And I'm someone who's proud to count myself on that list. Uh, and he stayed in touch with me during the time that I was in Sandusky for eight and a half years, having headed back home, uh, in part, I think, because he had kids that loved Cedar Point, and he would find himself there from time to time, and sure. we'd, we'd find a way to catch up on the way in or out. Uh, but then we started to really chat more seriously when he was in the election this past summer about would there be a potential role, and I'm really fortunate that it worked out and to be able to serve under someone who, again, who has served Cleveland and Cuyahoga County really well for over 20 years and, and is now going to get to do so as the county executive for uh, – you know, an incredible place. It's so amazing that it is about relationships and the people who retain, you know, he kind of collects um, people that he's met um, that he knows are, are going to be um, pivotal in, in different roles. Um, Looking back again over the last 100 days, and I'm sure there are things that have been tough or maybe surprising. Uh, What are the things that stand out to you? I think it's just, what an incredibly large and complicated organization that Cuyahoga County is. You know, post-county reform over the last 12 years, uh, this really has become the second largest government organization behind only the state of Ohio. And I think somewhere between eight or so uh, formerly elected organizations were all put under the leadership of this one county executive with the partnership of Cuyahoga County Council. And it is a lot of things for one executive to oversee or for one organization to do. And I think in many ways, we're still very much in transition. And that's one of the things that I've learned. But I have such a great amount of respect for those who have been doing this work and who have served this county because 
you know, there are very few private organizations that would ever deign to touch as many things as the county actually does on a day-to-day basis. I think we have over 30 members of Chris's cabinets, most of whom are directors, that are overseeing a variety of different topics from economic and community development. We just added a housing department to public works, to, to health and human services, to the justice system, to the medical examiner, to fiscal offices that are sec- setting property values and collecting taxes for this entire county. It's a vast organization, and, and ultimately, uh, it, it is a place where uh, many, many people depend on the county for their day-to-day lives and quality of life, and we have to take that role very seriously. Mm-hmm. And the employees that you've come in contact with, you know, through just learning about the different departments and things, um, what are your impressions? I think the county's filled with great people, and I think they've really responded early to Chris. He is a very active, extroverted person, and he has made it a real priority to get out there and see the county employees, not only in this building, but throughout the entire county. And they're great people. They're doing really important work. Uh, and sometimes I think the public recognizes the importance of the work that do- that is done by the county, but not how hard it is to do that work on a day-to-day basis. Oftentimes, whether it's our Health and Human Services Department or the justice system, we're coming into contact with people at a very vulnerable state of their life. And that isn't easy. It's traumatic, not only for the people who are experiencing that, for, but for the employees that serve them. Uh, and so I think it's just... I have this incredible amount of gratitude for the, you know, 4,500 people or so that work under Chris's direction at the county, and we need to find better ways to make sure that they understand how grateful we are for that service, that they feel empowered, that they feel valued, because then it will become easier to to retain and attract those employees at the county, and ultimately their work will be better on behalf of our citizens on a day-to-day basis. So I think it's been important to Chris to improve employee morale, and that starts with recognizing how hard the work is it is that they're doing and we have to find ways to make sure that they're celebrated for that on a day-to-day basis at the county. Yeah, it's great. We've worked really hard to um, celebrate our employees internally, yeah. but um, so many of us, and I'm sure you've encountered this as well because you've worked for cities um, where they say, oh, are you responsible for, you know, doing this or doing that? And it's like, no, that's the city. No, yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. people don't really understand the scope of the county's work. And, and I'm someone that has never worked directly for a county until now. I've worked in my three previous roles very closely with the county, but I do think until you're here on a day-to-day basis, it is hard to understand. And I think that's one of the things that hopefully Chris's administration can break down uh, and as how do we create a better sense of understanding uh, both for the public as to the role of the city in a certain area or the county in a certain area, but also I think because of those distinct roles and how uh, interrelated county and city work is, they don't always have the easiest relationship. And one thing that Chris has been very focused on from the beginning is building a very strong relationship with Mayor Bibb and the administration of the city of Cleveland, as well as with our suburban mayors and the communities that they represent. And I think you're going to see that pay dividends because it will improve the relationship between the county and the 59 communities that make up the county in a way that will lead to a better understanding of who does what as opposed to pointing fingers about who should be responsible and it will and that will lead to better service outcomes for for those who call Cuyahoga County home. So looking at the next 100 days um, I'm sure you know there there are some goals and 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 some things that you've set can you share any of those with us? You know I don't want to get too far ahead of, of Chris on that but what I can say is we're actively planning for the state of the county which will probably be sometime a late spring early summer and we're using that as a date to work backwards from to make sure that we continue to fill out the cabinet. We're closer to that. There will be some announcements of filling out those cabinet positions in the week ahead, mm-hmm. how to fund some of Chris's priorities. We're actively working on some of the larger priorities that he inherited, including 
you know, what's going to happen to the to the jail and the court. You know, that's something the county's been working on for a long time. I think we're closer to answers as to where he sees that going. In addition, uh, making sure that those who are in the county's custody, particularly children through the Department of Children and Family Services, that we're coming up with ways to ensure their safety, because I think those are the most important things we're tax- tasked with in those areas where we're actually uh, – where folks were the stewards of individuals who are in our custody, whether it's through the justice system or health and human services. But I think you'll also start to see the visionary and proactive side of Chris as he looks to roll out initiatives for where he sees the county going. Uh, we're looking at things like housing in Cuyahoga County. We're in a national housing crunch right now. How do we make sure that we're building more housing, that there's more access to quality, affordable housing in the county? Uh, we're looking at revitalizing vacant and uh, contaminated land so that those so that that land can provide economic opportunity for uh, residents of Cuyahoga County. He's very focused on putting more resources into infrastructure. And again, I think he's talked a lot about fresh water. I think you'll start to see the beginnings of what that means in addition to sort of creating curriculums so that people can understand how fortunate we are to live on a Great Lake and the important role that Cleveland and Cuyahoga County have played in protecting our Great Lakes and where those Great Lakes ultimately or the Cuyahoga River and Lake Erie, uh, the role that it can play in ensuring our economic vitality and quality of life in the century ahead. And finally, you know, working with folks like the mayor and some of our suburban mayors to make sure that we have wonderful access to the Cuyahoga River Valley from the National Park to the Lake Erie and all along our Lake Erie shoreline. So I think those are the types of things that you'll see more specific announcements from Chris. But it's it's a really exciting time to be here as he works to address our most pressing challenges, but also looks to lay and fund a vision in cooperation and partnership with county council as to where the county can go in the decades ahead. The podcast is produced by Cuyahoga County employees for Cuyahoga County employees. We thank you so much for taking the time to explain some of the things, but just to let us get to know you a little bit better. Anytime. It's been a real honor. And, uh, you know, I've uh, just been so impressed by the team, uh, both in multimedia and communications, and it was really great to get to, to do this with you today. Wonderful. Eric Wobser is the Chief of Staff for Cuyahoga County. We've had 100 days, and we're looking forward to the next 100 and 100 after that. Let's Talk Cuyahoga is a podcast that explores Cuyahoga County initiatives and the people who make them happen. You can find more episodes at cuyahogacounty.us slash podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you receive new episodes automatically. Let's Talk Cuyahoga is produced by the Cuyahoga County Communications and Multimedia teams. If you have any questions or comments about this podcast or a topic you'd like us to take on in a future episode, email communications at cuyahogacounty.us. Let's Talk Cuyahoga.